Kicking off the week with Eric Jacobson from Destination Sporting Goods. He's got a big tournament coming up, and we've got all the details. Plus, he gives us a little preview of what's going on out on the water right now. Uh, Leech Lake has been having a lot of activity lately, and there's a lot of people that are just heading straight to Canada Lake of the Woods. But uh, around here, uh, the cast chain, you know, that's uh, that little crayfish boom that happened out there. That's really turned on the fishing a lot. It's just the numbers mm-hmm. of large perch and walleyes out there have exploded since that rusty crayfish thing happened. And we asked the aquatic biologist, how did we get all these lakes? So three main ways that the lakes have formed in this part of the country are either by humans, uh, impoundments. We have Stump Lake right mm-hmm. here near town. Uh, we made that one. The beavers are good at damming just like humans are. And then the third major way is the glaciers. Stick around. It's all coming up. Got my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bugging country You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country Checking in with Eric Jacobson from Destination Sporting Goods. We had Eric in a couple weeks ago, and we talked a lot about his upcoming Blue Line Walleye Tournament. Uh, Eric, let's talk about that again because everything seems to be finalized. We're, we can get registered now. We're rocking. Yes, registration is going to open tomorrow. That'll be August 6th, I see here. Yeah, everything's moving along really, really quickly. Uh, people are getting on board with the idea, and you know, it, it kind of just hit the ground and ran is the best way to put it. The idea happened, and... Everyone's accepting the thing really, really well, and it's happening. It's uh, it's going to be, I mean, we've had some fall tournaments before, but this seems to be like it's going to be at a different level than fall tournaments past. I think so. This thing, it's uh, it's really taken off. I mean, it's we're expecting if it's not, not going to be a full field, it's going to be very close. It's The acceptance has been unbelievable is really the best way to put it. People are hearing about it, and they want to be involved on all on all levels of it. Well, it's for a great cause. Let's start with that. Uh, you're you're using it to, to support law enforcement. Yes, this is the goal. At the end of the day, it is a it's a fishing tournament, but we are trying to support and just give awareness to our whole entire area law enforcement as a whole. You mm-hmm. know, sheriffs, police, state patrols, everybody. And then funds go to various uh... various organizations that have just multiple different levels of support for these guys, whether it's equipment or you know hospital expenses, anything like that, anything where they feel it's needed, they're going to get it. Okay. Now, there's a l- numerous ways you, you raise money in a tournament like this. Uh, first of all will be the 75 boats that are going to be fishing in this tournament. We hope to get to 75 boats. That is the goal. I think we're going to get there. I, I think you probably are. And that's $400 per boat. 400 per boat. That's correct. Okay. So $200 per angler. That includes the full day fishing. Uh, that includes, I think you got dinner the night before. Yep, rules meeting, little dinner, okay. maybe some drink specials and stuff like that too. So it's going to be a good time. And of course, you you might get 10 Gs. You might win $10,000 at the end of the day. That's going to be good too. That was a very bold move on your part. It is. We wanted to do something drastic and you know, getting the top prize pot over that $10,000 mark is, is a way to do that. That mm-hmm. kind of raises everybody's eyebrows, you could say. So <laughs> yeah. we wanted to make a splash. Well, you certainly have, and uh, it sounds like you've already got yourself a number of sponsors. We do. We're we're approaching people. Everyone's getting on board very quickly and very easily, and it's uh, it's for a good cause. And we're going to keep adding to that list of people here as we go along. But everything everything's moving along quickly. 
and I'll just uh, run them. I got them right in front of me. So, uh, of course, we're, we're happy to be involved with it. And uh, our friends down the road, RP Broadcasting as well. Uh, we got Slim's Bar and Grill, Northern Horizons, Elliott Fishing Rods, Compass Rose, Ray Sport Marine, and Wounded Warrior Guide Service among them. And as you said, more might be coming. More might be coming. We're getting all the support we, we can possibly take. All right, so let's run down uh, for those who are saying are, are chomping at the bit to get registered to, uh, tomorrow. Uh, what what the week, weekend is going to be like? This the the the, up, the tournament weekend. How's oh, it all going to play weekend, out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be Friday night rules meeting, which will roll into just kind of a little bit of leisure hour. There, there won't be any fishing going on after that rules meeting. So good time just to kind of converse and feel everything out and everybody can get friendly and then uh we'll have the check-in will be early saturday morning shooting for about six o'clock beyond that water to get checked in by 6 30 we'll have about a 10 15 minute sit around time national anthem will be at 6 50 and then we'll have the first flight of boats is going to leave at seven o'clock on the button so we have okay. we're shooting for if we have a full field it'll be three flights of 25 all right, and then they're out on the water till 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, 3.15, 3.30. All right. We'll do and a full weigh-in, walk across the stage, the whole nine. Okay. And how, who's all lined up to help you with that? You know, we're, we're hoping to get in touch with uh, a few little organizations around town. I don't think it's going to be too difficult to get some help for this one. But otherwise, we have a wide amount of people that already stepped up and said they want to help any way they can. Okay, should be a great, great day. Got some kid stuff going on that day as well. We do. Uh, we were kicking around the idea of doing a full little tournament for these kids during the day, get some pontoons out, and they could catch the fish and walk across the stage. But we decided to just go with if you have a kid and you want to bring them down or if they're at the event the day of, we're going to have rods, reels, tackle, bait, everything they need just to fish off the docks offshore. How oh, fun. Just if they've never done it and they want to get involved, we'll have everything they possibly need to get started, and we'll have people down there helping them out too. Okay. Now, uh, Friday night, as you mentioned, you have the rules meeting. You got dinner. You got drink specials. You're gonna have some games going on. You got live music as well. So you're making Friday night a big night. Friday night's gonna be it's gonna be not a, a huge night, but it's not gonna be nothing going on either, so to speak. We'll have yard games out there. It'll be a, a couple of one one single musician down there playing out of the bar out there, and it's gonna be. Just a good little leisure time is going to be Friday. Saturday night is going to be the the big night there. After, okay. You know the whole award ceremony and a full live band on that night too. Oh, so okay, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one Saturday night after everything's all wrapped up. And your head, your host, or you're having it at Rutgers, beautiful new Rutgers Birchmont Lodge, and of course. Uh, it's an unusual place. Nobody's ever done, as far as I know, nobody's done a tournament from out there. So that'll be interesting. It will be, and they've done an amazing job at that place. I mean, honestly, I hope mm-hmm. they, I hope they can hear this themselves. But they've done a great job. They've turned that place around into something that's absolutely gorgeous, and it was needed up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need something like that on Lake Bemidji. It's uh, not just for an event like this, but for weddings or anything else. They have all the room, all the facility, and all the staff to handle. I think pretty much anything. I think what's going to make this uh, interesting is, uh, you know, it's very different time of year than the other big tournament in town, the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. I expect, you know, late September, I expect big numbers, big There's weights. going to be some big fish. I that think is, so. That's an excellent time of the year for catching big walleyes. I mean, it's a lot of different tactics to use, but the fish are always putting on the weight that time of year, and they're pretty active once that water, the water starts to cool down a little bit. So it's going to... We're going to see some big fish coming across that stage, I think. More on the tournament with Eric, plus we'll find out how the fishing's been, too. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, where fishing is more important than pretty much everything.
You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in with Eric Jacobson from Inest Nation Sporting Goods. Beginning tomorrow, you can start registering for the first ever Blue Line Walleye Tournament. Big tournament, September 28th, headquartered at Rutgers with a $10,000 first prize. So if people are uh, wanting to get registered, what's the process starting tomorrow? They can either come into Destination Sporting Goods and register that way, or you can go to our website, that's uh, www.destinationsportinggoods.com, and you can find a link on there and get registered online that way too. Okay. Well, as long as you're here, how's the fishing been? Fishing has been pretty good. It's the uh, easiest way to put it. It's been a strange year. Nothing is kind of making sense as it normally should in the fishing world but at the same time it is fishing at the end of the day but uh everything just seems to be shallow this year yeah. it's just you know we're we're still finding walleyes up in six to eight feet which is just kind of it's odd you know, the water is definitely warm enough for them not to be up there but there must right. be some kind of a good enough food or something to keep them shallow they're staying right there i know that uh you know august is a, it's a it's a little bit iffy most times but i just uh, as i was driving by lake bemidji looks very green so that'll definitely help the walleye yes, bite it will that'll help things tremendously but no it's it's been pretty pretty solid all year i mean it's uh, if you can stand the, the bug hatches that have been going on <laughs> or something like that but uh you know the weather hasn't been awful it's definitely been warm you know but it's the fishing's holding strong it's, it's doing good what lakes have you been hearing about? Uh, Leech Lake has been having a lot of activity lately, and there's a lot of people that are just heading straight to Canada Lake of the Woods. But uh, around here, uh, the cast chain, you know, that's uh, that little crayfish boom that happened out there, that's really turned on the fishing a lot. It's just, it's made it really well. The numbers mm-hmm. of large perch and walleyes out there have exploded since that rusty crayfish thing happened. So uh, Lake Bemidji is still doing very well, too. That's, uh, it's a... It's putting out good numbers, solid, steady numbers of fish. What do most people seem to be using right now? It's uh, it's definitely a leech and a crawler bite. Uh, the the minnows have been so hard to come by this year. Guys are just kind of sticking to the, the good leech and crawler pulling a, a spinner rig seems to be working really well, or even just a jig. That's okay. still working too. How's the musky bite been? Musky bite's another strange one. That's <laughs> It's been kind of... Uh, it's been all over the map. It started out really strong. People were catching fish. I think there was a little bit of a, a a spawning activity going on around openers. So those fish were up shallow and they were out deep kind of at the same time. So guys were, all tactics were working there. And then everything kind of pushed out deep to a trolling bites. And they're still, they haven't came up shallow like they normally do this time of year. But it, it's, it's not totally unusual. September is definitely known as a really good casting month for muskies. So... Everyone will be looking forward to that. So those who are catching, what, what kind of sizes are we seeing out there? We're seeing a lot of the, the high 40s. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the low 50s, are, they're around, but we haven't been hearing about a bunch of, like, true giants yet this mm-hmm. year. It's a, a lot of mid to high 40s fish, which are still a really quality fish for really anywhere. Yeah. But we are definitely known as one of the areas to have more more high number for big fish. You know, you might not you might not have two, three fish days, but when you catch one, it's usually a nice fish. Now, haven't I seen pictures of you with some big fish? I've got a couple this year, yes. <laughs> uh, a couple of times I've been able to get out. We've, uh, we've, I've got a couple in the boat, so I'm, I'm happy. Anytime I can get out and fish, I'm really happy. So, <laughs> yeah. so what about, um, have you heard anything from bass anglers? Yeah, bass anglers are having really good luck. It's a, it's a good year. They're right up shallow, too, right with mm-hmm. everything else, though. Uh, we were actually I was out with a buddy the other day. We were, we were pitching some little frogs around and having an absolute blast. They were 
they were beating those frogs up. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a good time. That's uh, yeah, Turtle Chain specifically. I've heard is a really good place to head for some bass right now. Is play right in those weeds. Okay, you'll have a have a good day. Have you heard anything from Red or Black Duck or any place up that way? You know, I haven't been hearing a lot about Red. That's one lake that it just seems. I don't know if it's the time of year or what, but I haven't been hearing about a lot of people going up there in the last two, three weeks or so. But, okay. you know, the guys that are going, they're, they're still catching fish. It's, I think that's just one of those lakes that always produces fish. It's okay. just there's no way about it. All but, right. Well, before we wrap it up, let's remind people once again, Saturday, September 28th, it's the Blue Line Walleye Tournament. You're headquartering it at Rus- Rutgers. You can start registering Tuesday the 6th. Either stopping in the store or going to your website. Yep, stopping in the store will definitely be the easiest way to do that, and we can set up a computer and we'll take care of you right there. So, okay. Awesome. This is going to be an exciting event. Again, it's September 28th, and it's got a $10,000 first prize. Yeah. Eric from Destination Sporting. Or, try, yeah, Destination Sporting That's is. Yes, yes, I got it right this time. <laughs> uh, I, I Yeah, I, there's this destination outdoors from my past I used to watch when I was a kid, yep. I think. Yep. So I, I've got to uh, I've got to get it in my brain. Here destination Sporting Goods. Great new store. Second year here in Bemidji. This is uh, since, oh, what would it be? We got the keys to that building the first week of October, okay. two years ago. So we are creeping up on that two-year mark. And our uh, grand opening was November 20th of that year, 2017. So we're creeping into it now. And everything's going well. It's going well. Staying busy. We're, we're adapting and learning a lot and just trying to do the best we possibly can to serve everybody around here. That's our, that's our goal. Hey, Eric, thanks for stopping in today. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you. Up next, we check in with Dr. Andy from Bemidji State. Someday, I won't go fishing. Of course, I'll be dead. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Ask the aquatic biologist. Time once again to ask the aquatic biologist, Dr. Andrew Hafes, another tough question. And we are in the land of 10,000 lakes. Andy, the lakes are very different. Some are very rocky, some are very deep, some are very narrow, some are just wide bowls. How did all these lakes form anyway? So three main ways that the lakes are formed in this part of the country are either by humans, uh, impoundments. We have Stump Lake right mm-hmm. here near town. Uh, we made that one. Uh, beavers are good at damming just like humans are. And then the third major way is the glaciers. Okay. So, um, during the last glacial period, the lakes were either scoured out when the ice sheet came down and actually pushed the dirt out of the way and made a bowl somewhere. Or as they retreated... A block of ice, imagine this now, a block of ice big enough to compress the ground was left behind and made a kettle. <laughs> and once it melted, it was full and stayed full, right? So wow. heavy enough block of ice to dent the earth, actually. Okay. Um, or to get pressed by the glacier into the... So it took a while, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... It, Talk a little bit about um, Lake Agassiz. Yeah, um, good. What that was a that was a huge piece of water that pretty much I think we would all be underwater right now, right? Right. So a lot of really interesting things happen with the glaciers uh, on that leading edge of the glacier and the retreating edge of that glacier. There's a lot of water, right? And then sometimes there's a large enough body of water there where it's actually a lake formed. Uh, so if you've ever wondered why. 
most of the lakes around this area have very similar fish composition. It's because that those fish could migrate along those water bodies that were at the front of that glacier and mix, essentially. Uh, one of the books we had that we cover for one of my classes, Ichthyology, uh, discusses how it's likely that some of the fish species around here, uh, at you know, in any lake that you had, there was a great, 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 great grandfather for that fish in Lake Akazi at one time. Oh, okay. Right. So, and some fish are really good at spreading around northern pike. Their distribution rate right, is all along the north. And then other fish that are smaller, moving uh, sculpins, for example, sometimes are just only in certain areas. But uh, yellow perch, northern pike, walleye, right, are largely in every lake around here because of that water that was at the front of those glaciers. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the glaci- glaciers were were a huge factor. Um, what about the uh, – I mean, I know Stub Lake was man-made, but what about those lakes that – like Winnebagoshes and uh, that, uh, uh, and, and uh, the one over in Grand Rapids that, like the R- Mississippi River goes through. Did the river contribute to that, or uh, how do how do those lakes form? So even like the chain here, where we have Bemidji and right. Irvine and things like that. Yeah. Uh, again, I think those were chunks of ice that were forming those lakes, um, and then the water happened to flow on the right path. Now. These okay. are just hypotheses, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, stretching me a bit here. I'm not, this isn't my area of specialty for sure. But I, I guess one other thing I was thinking about that we talk about in my classes a lot that's really interesting is how uh, the, the rivers around here often flow north and south, right? And if the glacier came from the north, as that comes down, uh, we've talked in the past about how temperature influences fish distributions uh, to a great deal. Mm-hmm. If the Mississippi River is running north and south, there's an escape route for lots of species, right? So they can just, it's getting colder and colder and colder as that glacier's coming down. They can head a little bit further south and south and south and still persist. Whereas if you think about the east coast where all the rivers run east and west, and if there's glaciers or any kind of disturbance coming down from the north, it'll wipe out those entire rivers. Uh, and then when it retreats, say, new rivers form. So all of the species that were found in those rivers got wiped out. Hmm. Um, and okay. so as a result, we have an extremely high number of species in the Mississippi River in comparison to other river systems in oh, the country, okay. which is really pretty cool to think about. That is interesting. And it might just be because of the orientation of that river. Okay. So, so like uh, Lake Oahe over in, in North Dakota, um, is that a man-made lake too? I'm not familiar with it. Okay. It's part of the Missouri River system, so I'm, I'm not sure. Because stump is based because of the dam and all that, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so there's a lot of these systems that were already lakes, and then we add dams to them just to change them a little bit. So you mentioned beaver dams. Sure. Tell me about that. I mean, I know they're powerful little creatures, but I didn't know they could create a lake. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, sometimes you might call them a pond, but uh-huh. uh, I suppose you've probably seen some aerial photos in Canada of these just massive areas of dead trees, right? Uh, so... If the topography is pretty flat, when a beaver dam makes a pond, it can cover a pretty large area, right, of wow. water. And sometimes that's large enough to actually be considered a lake. Okay. So, that's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and of course... Pretty impressive engineers. Yeah, they, they really are. They, it's pretty amazing. And you mentioned man-made. I mean, there's a number of, you know, former uh, uh, mine pits oh, in sure. the state of Minnesota that are now... 
yep. that are now lakes. Yeah, those are often interesting fisheries too, right? They're really deep, so you can have a couple of two-story fisheries with different, you know, trout in them, for example. Yeah. So, Talk a little bit about, um, and maybe I don't know how I'm familiar with it, but like Devil's Lake, a lake that keeps getting bigger. Why is that happening? Or are you familiar? <laughs> familiar with Devil's Lake, but I just not with that issue of it getting larger like that. Um, the I I could just think of just changing weather patterns and uh, more water coming into that system mm-hmm. as okay. a result of the changing weather weather patterns. Okay, I mean if. Changes in hydrology have to result in changes in water levels or more discharge going down a river or something like that. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably a little more interesting in places where there aren't a lot of lakes and all of a sudden there's like, now here we got 10,000. We know that we were pretty much engulfed in Lake Agassiz and, you know, kind of faded away eventually. And we had a lot of holes in the ground, I guess. Yeah. But but those lakes that are just in the middle of nowhere, and it's like the only one. What what causes those? Um, there's lots of other different reasons that we didn't touch or touch on here that cause lakes to form too. Um, you sinkholes, right? So if you have a certain geology, limestone, they can um, that can erode through time because of the weak acids present in water. And then that could cause a lake. Uh, wind is enough to cause one. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, without specific examples of where the lakes you're thinking of, and me actually going to look up why it caused, <laughs> <laughs> how it was caused, uh, m- the majority of the lakes, by far the dominant way they're formed is from glaciers. Okay. Right? Throughout Canada and throughout uh, northern Minnesota and Wisconsin, things like that. Those okay. are all glacially formed. So what is a spring-fed lake? That, to me, suggests that there's a lot of groundwater coming into it. Okay. Predominant amount of groundwater, and that would keep it cooler. Okay. And is it coincidence there happens, or, or would there be enough groundwater coming up that created the lake to begin with? Or not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, there's... I haven't read much about that okay. as one of the possible ways. Okay. Um, the way the shape of the landform and the drainage patterns, or so the topography, the drainage patterns, and and the climate, whether there's enough rain or not, is whether glaciers have been present. Yeah. Also, the driving forces. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's an interesting question, and I I've always wondered, you know, why do we have ten thousand lakes and other places have like five? Right. You yeah. Know. Like I said, that's largely a result of glaciers so thank you glaciers until they come back <laughs> right, <laughs> <All> right. <So laughs> dr andrew Hayes is always time, so. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay well that's good dr andrew Hayes from uh, bemidji state university thanks as always thank you